Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston, Executive Recruiter, Director of Recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And let me just warn you ahead of time, you better get ready because I have brought to you today Evan Carmichael. So let me just tell you a little bit about this guy. Evan Carmichael is an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur, and founder of the Evan Carmichael Communications Group. Through all of his endeavors, Evan is working to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. His work has led to Forbes calling him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents and Inc. calling him one of the 100 great leadership speakers. He's here today to discuss confidence, purpose, and his hashtag Believe campaign, along with the launch of his new book, Built to Serve. And also, he's going to inspire us. So I hope you enjoy this. Evan, I want to welcome you to the We Are VIP podcast, and thank you so much for making time for us today and joining us. Welcome. Thank you for the love. It's great to be here. This is awesome. Let's go. (laughs) So I wanted to start with a quote that I found on your website from Gary Vaynerchuk, also lovingly known as Gary V, which I think really epitomizes your style, which is Evan consumes so much content and then knows how to DJ it to inspire people. I love that. So you want to talk a little bit about that and why you chose that format? So... I think your purpose comes from your pain. I think whatever you struggled with the most as a human emotionally is the thing you want to help other people with and how you got out of it is, is teachable to other people. So I struggled so much as an entrepreneur in my first business and felt the lowest kind of self-worth. And the thing that saved me was researching Bill Gates's story and how he got started. And that ended up turning my company around, eventually selling it and, you know, catapulting my career. And I wanted to then teach other entrepreneurs how to do it. And so for the past 20 years now, it's just been researching other successful entrepreneurs and what I've learned from their success. And hopefully in my learning, the audience learns as well. That is amazing. That is amazing. And so I'm not sure if you know what VIP does, but we are actually recruiters for the accounting and finance space. And so typically we like to ask thought leaders like you questions that will help our candidates in their job search. So I know that you had mentioned that several times, well, it's actually your headline, that you're an introvert, right? And Mm -hmm. despite this, you have built an incredible following on all the platforms. But I think most impressively, I think you have, what, 30,000 people on Facebook, 183,000 on Instagram, 212,000 on Twitter, but on YouTube. Holy moly, you have over 2 million right? With over 300 million downloads. I think I'm getting those numbers right. How did you do that being a self-proclaimed introvert? Because my purpose required it. So, you know, humans are built to serve. It's in my new book, Built to Serve. If you're not happy, it's because you're not serving, either serving the world or serving the the closest people to you. But if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. And so I want to help other people who are struggling with belief like I was and still do 
believe in themselves more. And me playing small and not doing videos and not speaking on stage doesn't serve anybody. It's selfish. It's selfish for me not to get up and do it. So <laughs> every time I get on a camera before I do interviews or when I do stage work or when I'm making my videos, even though I've done 6,000 videos from my YouTube channel, wow. I still get a little nervous inside before making the videos because my biggest fear is disappointing people. My biggest fear is I'm going to show up and not bring value and people are going to be disappointed in what I made. Um, but that's not a good enough reason. Like I'm here to serve and so is everybody else. And being afraid is not a good enough reason not to act. Is there a habit that you formed that helped you, that helps you break through that introversion and make those videos every single day? Uh, so yes. Yeah. So one default in the service. So I remember I was, I was, uh, late last year, I was speaking in front of a couple thousand people in Phoenix and I, I blanked out 10 minutes before going on stage. I blanked out. I forgot what I was going to say. And in my head, like, oh my God. Brendan Burchard and Dean Graziosi invited me to come and speak at their event. And I'm speaking after Eric Thomas and, and I'm, I'm blanking. I just imagine myself getting on stage and having a meltdown and just letting everybody down. And what I did was I, I peeked from backstage to the audience and I reminded myself, it's not even about me. It's about them. Like I'm here for them. Stop being so selfish, get out of your way. You've got knowledge that can help them and go out there and serve. And so the serving gives me the strength to overcome the, the anxiety and stress. Plus I built an identity around if I say scary, difficult, or hard, that means I have to do it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Those are scary, difficult, or hard are not acceptable reasons not to take action. Cause you do scary things. Yeah. Hard. What you just want easy. Who wants easy? Like you don't want to just live easy. What does that mean? It means you're photocopying your life every single day. And I think if there's nothing in your calendar that is hard or scary or difficult for the next month, then you hate your life. And so when scary, difficult, hard, if I hear myself say those words, like, Hey, you want to get on the, the VIP show? I'm, I'm scared. Now I have to do it just, just because, because <laughs> I do things that I'm scared of. Well, I, I don't know if you actually said you were scared to come on our show, but if you did, yay, I'm glad because I'm glad you're here with us today. So um, talk to me a little bit. So I'm right now I am like stalking all your work since I've been introduced okay. to you. No, I'm not even kidding. It's like I go home at night and I like throw your YouTube videos up on the big TV and right. my boyfriend's that. like, hmm. But you know what? One good thing about it, like this last one you had, you had Mel Robbins on there and you had Brene Brown mm. and... I've been talking about these people for years and he finally got to see them. And so I think I've caused a believer now. So good for you. You helped. All right. We're, we're doing it. I love it. I love it. I'm happy that we solve marriage or relationship issues too. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in your book, 254 Confidence, you mentioned that it takes 18 to 254 days of taking, taking action to form a habit. We talked about your habit. But what is something that our candidates or even our clients could do to push through to that 254th day and not quit? So it's figuring out what is the thing that makes you remember your boldness and then do that oh on God. a daily basis. So nobody wakes up. I didn't wake up this morning for as much for anybody who watches my content. I didn't wake up and say, 
oh my god it's thursday i'm awake let's go change the world right like <laughs> i did wakes up like that you I'm just did kidding. not wake up like i did that. not wake up i did not want to get out of bed this morning i'll be honest but but that's the thing like we look at these successful people and think they must have something different in yeah. them that they're getting up and motivated and i'm tired everybody wakes up the same way the difference is the people who go and have success have routines and habits where they demand excellence from themselves on a daily basis. And so for anybody watching or, or your customers or candidates, there's a big difference. If you're walking into a, a job interview and you're feeling confident and bold and alive versus you feeling uh, weak and ashamed and low and tired, there's, there's a big difference in how well you're going to do in that interview. So everybody has felt bold and courageous at some point. We've all felt it. Understand what triggers it for you and then put that into your morning routine. Stop waking up like an accident. Like a lot of people don't have a routine and just, just wake up and open their phones and fall into their day. Other people though do have a morning routine. The problem is though, it doesn't serve you every day. It's great that you say you have a morning routine. The most important thing out of a morning routine is the feeling of boldness and confidence. If you don't feel bold and confident coming out of your morning routine, you didn't do it right. Either you didn't put the thing in that you need to put in, or you didn't do it with enough intention because you're watching a video, but you're washing the dishes and putting your shoes on and doing something else. So you didn't get the feeling. So you could check the box. This is what a lot of people do. You right. Check the box. Oh, I did it. But you don't have the feeling. It doesn't count. Go do it again. Like whatever the thing is that makes you feel bold, powerful, confident, alive, do that every morning. If you did that for the next 254 days or 300 days or 18 days, your life is going to change. I love that. I love that. And I've really, and I'll be honest with you, I've been kind of struggling with my morning routine lately. I've gotten kind of, um, and, and for so long I was on track and I checked the box. I have a full focus planner. I would check morning routine, check, you know? And so I really, um, but I'm having to give myself a little bit of grace as things change to adjust that morning routine. And I think that that's important that people know that, that it can change. Sure. What's the thing that makes you feel the most courageous, bold, alive? What is it for you? For me, it is centering myself in the morning so that I can be the best me as I move forward in the day. I call it putting my day in order. But, but what are you doing? Are you meditating? Are you I do. praying? Or... I meditate. So I get up. The first thing I do is I meditate when I'm in my morning ritual. Then I will journal. Then I will um, make my bed when I'm in the right ritual, because I think it's important mm -hmm. to make your bed. Um, sure. And of course, and then I will either write because I'm working on a book or I will exercise depending on the day. So, so. what's the thing in there that, get, that when you're done it, you feel courageous? Like today is going to be amazing because I did X or do you have that? Um, I would say probably it. my writing. I, I do right. love to write and sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes you get to where you are, you have a little bit of a block or not enough inspiration and that's when I feel sad. So it's making sure that writing gets in every day. And, and figuring out now, how do you overcome the block? Like if it was me and it was writing and I, and I was blocked, I would just start writing, I'm blocked. I don't know what to write about. I'm judging myself harshly for not having something to write about. I got to stop doing that. And then like it starts opening up the pathways for now you're writing. You just wrote half a page about this, about how you're right. judging yourself <laughs> for writing. 
right? That may be my um, next blog, Evan. That, that could be it. That <laughs> That's would, awesome. Like, here's the thing, like writing doesn't do it for me, but writing does it for you, which is awesome. So what you should do is make sure like that has to be part of every day is that you write and that you're sitting down and you're writing and you feel you keep writing until you get that feeling of boldness and confidence coming out because you showing up to everything that you're doing with your show and your work and all the stuff that you're doing, <laughs> you spend an extra 15 minutes to get the boldness will create a totally different day than if you let yourself off the hook and say, I don't know, writer's block today. And then it's just a blah day the whole day. You know what? That is a really good point. How, how would our candidates or our job seekers, how would they go about finding out what it is that helps them be bold? I mean, you did that with me in like two seconds, but. But here's the thing. Everybody, most people are prescriptive. Most people will say, what you need to do is exercise every day. What you need to do is have this magic smoothie every day. What you need to do is make your bed every day. What you mm -hmm. need to do is, but I always flip it and ask, when did you feel the most bold? What was happening? Because there's nobody I've met that's never felt any moments of boldness or courageousness. Right. Everybody's had it in some point in their life, right? It's just not consistent. That's the problem. So what was the thing that led you to feeling bold and confident? So for you, it's writing. For me, it's, it's, it's sharing a piece of content. For somebody else, it might be prayer. I don't care if you have to meditate naked holding your cat outside on the balcony. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Whatever the thing is, do that every morning. I had a guy who's like, I need to, he has his morning purge. So he lives in, he lives in Eastern Europe. And even in the middle of the winter, he goes out into his backyard in his underwear, takes freezing cold water, pours it over his head, and he yells as loud as he can every morning and and i'm like that's crazy and i look at your faces like this guy's nuts but but that's what he needs to do for him right so great go do that crazy purge every single morning and it'll change your life for you it's getting the writing down but not stopping it until you get the feeling because it's this is what so many achievers do because uh, you'll other people look at your calendar and say holy cow she's got it all figured out she's got the show she's got this she's got that she's doing it she's crushing it uh, but you're looking at it saying, ah, I know I could do better than this. Oh, exactly. This, this is not, even though you're getting the accolades from other people think you're doing so much and you are doing so much compared to them, but it's still not, not compared to what you know you're capable of. Right. And so it starts with that. What is the thing that makes you feel bold? And so everybody listening, what has made you feel bold and confident in the past? Maybe you need to sing in the shower. Maybe you need to put on your favorite music. Maybe you need to, to buy the coffee for the person behind you in line. Like, I don't have a judgment for what you need to do. You got to cuddle with your dog for 20 minutes. Awesome. Do that every morning until you feel the boldness. And, and the change of the routine should be, like if you said, I don't know what it is anymore. It used to be writing, but it's not writing for me anymore. And I'm, I'm honestly struggling to find it. Awesome. You start injecting new things in the try. Right. And if you do not get the feeling of boldness and confidence every morning, you have to tweak and fix your morning routine. I have to tell you, I just want to go to bed right now so that I can get up and do my morning routine. <laughs> I am like so excited to be bold and confident and go out and just conquer the world because I mean, yeah. this is, I, and I posted, I don't know if you saw it on LinkedIn today. I was telling everybody that we were interviewing you today and that you've got to watch this. Cause I just knew it was going to be inspiring. And I really felt probably more than anybody. I was going to be the one inspired and I am not disappointed. So thank you for that so far. Um, appreciate that. Even for your writing, like I would, do you write in a journal, like in a book or how you I do, I, do you I type and I journal, I handwrite. 
God, I would even, I would even start with be bold, like write it down every morning, be bold today. And then you write whatever it is that you want to write. So I'll tell you something, and that's beautiful. And I'm going to do that for sure. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is that, um, part of my morning routine as I'm journaling is I track my mood. I learned that from Mel Robbins, right? Mm -hmm. From the five second journal. And, um, one thing I will never allow myself to do is record a bad mood. I will find something okay. to be happy about because I think that sets the tone for the day, kind of like writing down, be bold, right? If I write in my mood that I'm angry and mad or whatever, I'm going to be angry and mad the rest of the day. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I almost 100% agree. The only caveat I would have was grief. Okay. Like grief has to be felt. You can't wash grief away. Like if your mom dies, tragically, it, it's okay to feel grief. I, I would agree with like that. Anger, jealousy, hatred, you know, all the other more negative emotions. Um, grief has to be processed. So as long as it's not grief, I'm there with you 100%. Okay. I will. I think that is a great distinction. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So like I think people, honestly, achievers need to be more kind to themselves and gentle on themselves when they're feeling grief. Because we're not used to living in a negative energy space. Right. But, but your mom just died. And, and it's okay to not be on your game 100% and feel it and honor it. And you're, you'll likely regret it in five years looking back to say that you didn't really get a chance to, to honor her and, and be with your family and however you want to process it, just it's okay. Like there are definitely times you need to be more gentle on yourself. And I think grief is one of the top ones. I, I agree. And I, and I phrase that as giving myself grace. Great. Yeah. Grace to feel that. So I want to go back to kind of being bold, being confident and kind of make a distinction between confidence and arrogance, you know, um, how can someone balance that so that they don't come across and leave a bad impression? Um, I think it, it, I, I get what you're asking with in terms of you're trying to close a job. I think mm -hmm. it, I think you put out what you're feeling. And so the difference between confidence and arrogance is just insecurity. Confidence is coming from a place of strength and arrogance is coming from a place of weakness. And so if you're working on yourself and you're, you're doing the difficult things and you're doing the routine to make yourself feel bold and, and proud and confident and scary, difficult, hard, you're attacking every day, that will radiate and you'll, you'll be confident and, and not be arrogant. And if somebody, if you feel that you're confident, but somebody that, you know, is potentially going to hire you feels like you're just super arrogant, you probably don't want to be with that company, right? Yeah. Like, you're also interviewing them. As much as you want to get the job, you don't want to be in a company where all they're trying to do is take strips off of you and it's a toxic environment. Exactly. So at the end of the day, um, I have what I call a pillow test. Uh, and that's when you put your head on the pillow at night, are you proud of the effort that you put in today? Did you do your best today? Whether, whether it worked out or not, like maybe you went on eight different interviews and you, you got rejected on all of them. Are you proud of the effort that you put in today? Because if you're proud of your effort every day, that's where self-love comes from. That's where self-confidence comes from. It's when you know you're capable of doing more and you took the easy path and you took the safe path instead of doing mm -hmm. what you wanted to do, but you were afraid. That's when the self-doubt comes in. That's where the arrogance can, can come out as a protection mechanism. 
Um, and so if every day you were proud of your effort, like if you started your morning with the thing that made you feel bold, powerful, confident, and you ended your day with the pillow test and said, I'm proud of the effort I put in today, everything else takes care of itself. I love that. Okay. So really quickly, I know we're getting a little bit short on time, but I want tell our audience why you have a bag of Doritos in all your videos, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I got my Doritos and this is a, this is a big bag of Doritos. Is like the Costco half human size. And um, this is this ties back to I do difficult things. And so when you're on a diet or trying to stay healthy, the common advice is get rid of all the junk food. Get rid of it, get it out of your house, clean out your kitchen, just don't have it around you. I think, and I'm a weird duck, so I'm not necessarily saying this is prescriptive for other people, but for me, I, I interpret that as I'm telling myself that I suck that I am not capable of being around the Doritos. So the Doritos wins. And the only way for me to stay away from it is to have them nowhere near me. And then what happens? You go on vacation, you go on a cruise, you go to an office party, you're, you're out of your perfect bubble environment, and then you fall apart and you're just eating everything. So I think if you're, if you break your leg, you're, you're going to be on crutches for a while, but then your goal is to walk, right? So if you need to get stuff out of your house for now, awesome. But your goal is to be able to be around it. Uh, so my strategy is called damn the Doritos because uh, the Doritos can't be stronger than me. I I'm looking at them. My mouth is watering like crazy. I just want to eat that <laughs> right now. Doritos are my weakness, right? Like I want to eat that thing. I haven't even eaten all day. I'm, I'm on OMAD. So I eat once a day. Now talking about food at like five o'clock in the afternoon for me, I just want to destroy that whole bag. <laughs> but I'm so pumped for myself that I'm not eating that bag. It's a daily reminder for me. It's a daily reminder of how awesome I am. I love I, How I, long have you had that bag? Uh, I don't know. That was <laughs> probably a while. So, it still makes my mouth water. <laughs> and so this is where I'm different from my contemporaries. So Mel Robbins. I love Mel Robbins. Um, she's got a, 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 a tip for, for the phone. Like put the phone in the kitchen yep. instead of in your bedroom. So when, it, when the alarm goes off, you have to get up. I think, again, it's like you telling yourself that you suck. That you're not capable of just turning the phone off and getting up, that you have to have this hack that makes you go out to the bedroom. I hate doing things that make me feel weak, that make me feel less than, that make me feel like I'm a loser. And I want to do things that make me feel strong that are difficult. So I don't have a problem with snooze and alarms, but if I did and, and I just, I'd have to have the phone right next to me and I'm just going to get up and then I'm going to celebrate the heck out of that. Right? <laughs> so. I look at the bag of Doritos and it makes me feel amazing. I love that, you know, and I, and I knew that story, but I just, I still wanted you to tell us in person what that story was. So um, very quickly, I do want to ask you our VIP questions because we ask these All of right. everybody and I love to hear the answers that we get. Let's so go. if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Uh, my wife, my son, and... My dogs, probably. I'm not coming back, right? I'm You're not coming back. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. My wife, my son, and then my dogs. You're going to lump your dogs in as one object? Oh, do I have to pick a dog? Wow. Okay. My wife, my son, and I'm going to let her pick which dog to pick. <laughs> That's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> this question kind of goes back to what we've been talking about, but tell me, tell us what is one thing you do every morning to set your day up for success? Um, 
I've got a bunch. I'm trying to think like what would be a really cool or different one. Um, thinking about service, right? Like it's so easy to get complacent as an achiever. So thinking about like what I do today has to matter. I want to create something meaningful that's going to help impact other people's lives today and putting that pressure like tomorrow is a different day today something important has to happen i love that i love that i think and just to kind of piggyback on that my goal every day when i get up is to give value in some way so that's what i try to do and i'm working on my one word by the way i'm, I'm about halfway through your first book so okay. i'm, I'm okay. getting what, there what's coming like what's bubbling what's what's coming giver up Giver. giver yeah well you just said give value yeah yeah but here so here's the thing like if you're talking about what's going to help you feel bold powerful confident alive the writing is great but you have to transition to giving somehow yeah and i i just i always that's the whole point of this podcast is to give value to our candidates and clients so final question yeah, but like giving oh. giving has to be a part of the morning routine oh okay i'm gonna have to think about well, that yeah whether that's whether that's actually giving in terms of like, you're going to take a call with somebody and mentor them, uh, or you're going to buy the coffee for the person behind you in line, or you're just going to meditate and pray for somebody. Like I'm thinking of somebody in my head and I'm, I want them to have love today. And you're like focusing your energy on supporting somebody else. Giving will make you feel so much more alive and has to be a part of your daily routine. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. By the way, have you read The Go-Giver? I, I do. Yeah, I love to go. Get I that. love that. That's me. Okay. That yeah. describes me. So, yeah. um, okay. Final question. If yeah. your life's work was being summarized in a headline or in a news article, what would your headline be? Uh, I would just call it belief. Of course you Hashtag would. Hashtag belief. Hashtag believe. Hashtag believe. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Evan. Believe. I, you know, I'm so excited to share you with everybody. I've been talking about you nonstop since I was introduced, but how do people find you? Um, so I think if you're looking for the books, built to serve is the newest one. You can go to Amazon, easiest spot to get it. If you're looking for social media content, YouTube is my biggest platform, but, um, wherever you're hanging out, I'm probably there and come by and say hi. That is awesome. And it's just the Evan Carmichael YouTube, right? I've Your got YouTube channel? 12 channels or so. But the main one is, is yeah, just Evan Carmichael. That's the one I've been, I mean, a little bit at a time. I'm trying. I'm getting there with all your no, content. No, so. no pressure. Well, Evan, thank you so much for being here today. And I just have one last thing to say to you. Ooh, okay. You are a VIP. Yeah, baby. We made it. It happened. It happened. <laughs> and that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.